Hey guys, welcome to The Nursing Co-op. I am so excited that you're here. On this podcast, our goal is to build your confidence, expand your knowledge, and create a supportive, cooperative community for nurses, one nurse at a time. My name's Ashley. I'm a registered nurse on a mission to empower nurses to build meaningful careers and change nursing culture along the way. In our time together, I hope to share my experiences, provide you with resources, and create a space where you can find your footing as a nurse without judgment. We will unravel nursing topics and make connections with amazing guests to give you all of the tools that you need to build an incredible life and career. I believe that it takes a village to build a strong nurse. We are your village. This is The Nursing Co-op. What's up, friend? Welcome back to The Nursing Co-op. I am so excited that you're here for today's episode because we are talking about a topic that I think applies to all of us in nursing. So we're going to talk about four ways that you can start to set some boundaries in your job as a nurse. This is so incredibly important because we work in such a difficult profession that it's so easy for us to get burned out and Boundaries are an excellent way for you to start to avoid burnout because it helps set those clear expectations at work and helps you maintain that balance between your work and your life outside of your job. I think the biggest thing that all of us need to remember in this profession is that we are human first and nurses second. I think it's one of the easiest things that we can forget because we chose a very selfless career. We chose a job that requires us to care for other people and put them before ourselves at times. And I think we get into that habit so much that it becomes so easy for us to you know, avoid the things that we actually need or ignore the signs that we're getting burnt out, ignore the signs that we're struggling, that we need some help, um, some support, more mental health support, all of those things. I think it's so easy for us to drown those out because we're so focused on everyone else. So maintaining and setting these boundaries are going to help you recognize what you need And make sure that you're taking care of yourself and not just giving everything to your job. And just like anything else in nursing, this takes practice. These tips I'm going to give you, we're going to go through them pretty quick. And it's going to sound like it's so easy, right? I can say that you should do this, this, and that. And it's so easy to talk about, but it's way more difficult to actually implement in your career because it's hard sometimes to ask for what we need when we work in this selfless profession, right? Where we're just giving and giving and giving. It's hard to actually ask for something in return, but you should, and you deserve that. So it's really making that mental shift, changing our perspective a little bit, remembering that we're human beings and not just drones that are working endlessly. And realize that these boundaries are actually going to help you maintain and be a nurse for longer. It's when we don't set these boundaries, it's when we overwork ourselves and don't take care of ourselves that we burn out so fast. Nurses leave the profession at at an alarming rate because we forget to take care of ourselves. So give yourself some grace with these things as you're as you're trying to implement them in your career. Start with them maybe one at a time and see how it feels and realize that you may it's going to take some time for you to change your mindset. You may, you know, not take a shift and you might feel guilty and that's okay, but we're working on changing it so that we stop feeling guilty about doing that when we need to. So on that note, the first tip that I want to talk about is I want you guys to stop feeling so pressured 
to pick up extra shifts. And I know this feeling, especially when you're new and you're trying to learn, it can feel so tempting to take on all these extra shifts and and work extra hard because you want to be an important member of the team, right? And you want to help as much as you can so that you're you can grow your skills and be valuable and make your managers happy. I know that sounds funny to say out loud, but that is part of it. We want to prove ourselves, especially when we're just starting out. And I know those text messages and calls that you get, I, I remember them, I got them constantly, where it's like, hey, we're short this this night, can you work extra? Hey, we need you tonight, can you work? Here's this incentive that we're giving. Sometimes there's no incentive, but you're just getting text messages. Sometimes it felt like I'd get them every single night that I was off asking for people to work. And when you get these messages, sometimes it's so hard not to feel guilty about saying no. Sometimes you feel like you have to give a good excuse. Because otherwise, why wouldn't you just be working? I remember sometimes, especially when I first started out, I would feel very obligated to respond to these text messages. And I would, if I didn't want to take a shift, I always felt like I had to come up with some sort of reason, even if I had to make one up, which sounds bad. But I felt like I had to say something. I couldn't just say, I don't want to work. Thank you. But here's the deal. That is totally acceptable. You work your shifts during the week. You show up to your shifts, you work hard, and when you have days off, those are yours. You do not have to feel guilty about not taking extra shifts. I don't care if you're brand new. I don't care if you've been a nurse forever. And I also, it doesn't matter even if there's a pandemic. And I know that other people probably listen to these sorts of things and think, wow, these people are selfish. How could they? You know, I remember during the pandemic, there were news stories about, you know, nurses not taking extra shifts or like nurses leaving the bedside because they had unsafe assignments or nurses kind of leaving the profession during the pandemic. And I remember hearing comments from people not in this profession saying like, how could they? How selfish is that? That's terrible of them. Or the nurses that go on strike asking for reasonable work conditions or appropriate pay or appropriate benefits or, you know, appropriate PPE they would go on strike. And so they're not taking care of these patients. Again, I'd hear all these people making all these comments when they have no idea what it's like to work as a nurse. So I know that guilt that you feel, but it is not your job to staff your unit. And I'm sure nursing managers would hear this and hate me for saying this, but it's not your job. There's a nursing shortage. I realize that but it doesn't mean that you have to work more because all that's going to do is eventually contribute to the nursing shortage. And I think this is what people forget. If nurses just keep working and working and working more than they have to and burning themselves out, they leave. And then we have more of a nursing shortage. So I think us taking care of ourselves is actually going to (laughs) help. We're actually going to have nurse retention if we learn these valuable skills. So Say no to the extra shifts if you don't feel like you can do them, or if you feel like they're burning you out, or if you feel tired, or if you just want to work your normal number of hours and not work beyond that. Because maybe there are ver- there are things in your life that are more important to you, or equally as important to you as your career. Maybe you want to travel. Don't take the extra and don't feel bad about it. This is one trait that I think you see in somewhat toxic managers is when they start to use guilt to try and get you to work. And I see this time and time again, I see it in my current job, where it's like, 
this nurse is going to quit if nobody takes her shift or, you know, we're going to have no one to work that day and there's going to be people are going to have to take extra, you know, extra people. They're going to go, you know, charges are going to go into ratio if nobody picks up. Again, it's not your job to staff the unit. Your job is to take care of you and make it so that you can actually last in this profession. And part B to this is if you are going to take extra, so if you're like, hey, I actually do want to make a little bit of extra money this week because I'm going on vacation next week, that's perfect. There's absolutely nothing wrong with taking extra as long as you can mentally handle it and as long as it's not going to hurt you in the long run, if it's hurting your health or anything like that. If, if not, and you just want to make a little extra money, take the extra. But if you're going to, I highly encourage you to negotiate what you're getting for that. Don't just, I I would recommend that you don't just work extra for, you know, regular time and a half, especially if they need you. If you are trying to make a little extra money, maybe ask for it and be ready to stick to those boundaries. So maybe it's like, hey, you know, I can't work for time and a half, but let me know if you're going to be offering double time and I'll be happy to work. Or if you're offering, you know, double time plus 15. As you learn what they are willing to give on other days, be willing to ask for that if you're going to want to work extra. And that's totally fine to do. Or if you're like on the fence between taking it or not, maybe that's your decision. It's like, well, I'll take it if they give me this. Otherwise, I'm going to stay home and relax. Cool. And just as a little side note, Tejas has a new bone and he's chewing it very loudly in the background. So I'm sorry if that's distracting, (laughs) but we're just going to go that this is real life. So tip number one, that was the longest tip ever is don't feel pressured to pick up extra. Don't feel guilty if you do not take extra, but if you do negotiate. Tip number two is use your time off. This is true for your sick time. This is true for your PTO. So, so many times, how many, how many times have you worked with a nurse who's, you know, horribly ill <laughs> and still comes to work? I've done this and I have to check myself. My husband usually is the one who has to remind me. Do you remember? He's like, you know how you tell your other nurses not to go in when they're sick and take care of themselves. What are you doing right now? And I'm like, shoot, you're right. <sighs> I hate it when he's right. <laughs> but we have to take care of ourselves. And so this is a big part of it, setting that boundary. If I'm sick, I don't go to work. Sick time is there for a reason. And same thing with tip number one, don't feel guilty about asking for what you need. And in this case, if you are sick, don't go to work. Stay home, get paid for it. Also, I think we forget too, right? Like, cause you're like, I don't want to let my team down. I don't want to leave them with, you know, higher ratios or make them have to work harder. How much harder is it going to be if you get them sick? <laughs> They're not going to like that either. And I think we think that that's just not going to happen, that the only consequence of us calling in is that it's going to make more work for them. No, you're actually keeping them safe. Think about this pandemic. We had to stay home when we were sick. Otherwise, we spread it around. And it's exactly the same for any other illness. So if you are sick, use your sick time. That's a huge boundary. I want you guys to make that decision right now. Whenever I'm sick, I'm not going to go to work. If you have the sniffles, fine. I don't know. That's going to be something that's up to you. But you know what I mean. You know those times when you're like, wow, I feel crap. I really shouldn't be going to work. But we do it anyway because we feel obligated. You're going to burn out with that. I promise. So use your sick time and use your PTO. This one drives me absolutely bonkers. I can't tell you, like you guys know, how many people do you know who max out their PTO? 
who get to the point where they're like, shoot, I got to use my PTO or I'm going to lose it. That blows my mind. I can't hang on to PTO long enough. As soon as I get it, I'm like, okay, where am I going? Going on a trip, taking some time off, going to relax. Because it's, I mean, that's what's important to me is travel. But either way, PTO is there for you to use it. And I don't, this doesn't just mean use it to, I don't know, get your, you know, house cleaned or take your kid to an appointment or, you know, go to an interview for something. Like, those are not the reasons to use your PTO. And that's usually what I see people do. If they use anything, it's the people who hoard their PTO. Some of us are good at using it. And if you are, keep doing that. But if you are one who gets to the end of the year and you're like, shoot, I have way too much. I'm going to lose some if I don't use it. You need to reevaluate things. That PTO is basically one way that they're trying to retain you. They're trying to keep you in the profession. I mean, that might not be their intention. It's pretty standard. But that it's a tool for you to be able to last in this, in this exhausting profession. Nursing's hard. And we, of all people, I mean, everyone needs their PTO. And it, whatever profession you work in, if for some reason you are not a nurse and you're listening to this, use your PTO also. <laughs> but for all of us, we have to. If you keep not using your PTO, if all you use it for is that doctor's appointment you got to go to, that dentist appointment, bringing your kids to school, kiddos sick, and you have to take a day off, whatever that is, those things are not giving you fuel. Your PTO is designed to help refuel you, give you a break. That's what it should be for. I know sometimes we got to use it for the adult stuff, but also I want you to start using your PTO to take care of you. Maybe you've always wanted to go on that trip to Mexico. I don't know. Maybe you just wanted to drive around the country. Maybe you just want to do weekend trips because you love the state that you live in. Whatever it is, whatever you love doing, I want you to commit to start using that PTO for that and stop waiting around for the perfect time to take time off. Stop waiting around for you know the unit to be properly staffed. You'll be waiting forever. So use that time off. If you are someone who's like saving it up because you got a huge trip at the end of the year or something like that, great. I'm not saying just waste it on nothing, but make sure at the very least, just make sure that you're taking time for you. If you are in, you know, if you're working in the hospital, you're probably working 312s. You can also just use your days off to do things that give you fuel, that give you life and bring you joy. That's really what I want you guys to focus on. Even if you're saving your PTO for something else, I just want you to make sure that on your days off, you make time for yourself and you make time for doing the things that you love because that is the only way for you to really refuel. This profession's hard. I could say it a billion times and I know I already have. But we need to establish that boundary that we take care of ourselves outside of work and that we prioritize the time off that we actually need for ourselves. So let's just set that rule for ourselves. When we are sick, we use our sick time and we stay at home. When we need to go on that trip, when we need a break, we take the time off and we don't feel guilty about it because we know that we are not just abandoning our unit we are pouring back into ourselves so that we can pour back into this profession. That's the only way to do it. You cannot pour from an empty cup. And we are constantly draining ourselves. We are constantly giving so much of ourselves to other people because that's who we are. But we have to make it a priority to pour back into our own cup, to fill that cup back up. 
So we're going to prioritize that time off and we are not going to feel guilty about it. Tip number three is to leave work at work. Do not take it home. Again, this is way easier said than done, but it's an important skill to master because we care. We care about this job. We care about the work that we do. We have all the stories. I know. I love to bring them home with me. But the important thing is to make sure that you're not bringing home that stress. You're not bringing home that pressure. You're not bringing home the heaviness of our jobs. Also, that you're not just simply bringing home work. If you have like CBTs or CBLs, whatever your profession calls them, those computer-based learning or trainings, those happen at work. You get paid for that. That is not something you just bring home with you to do on your time off when you're not getting paid. That's you bringing work home. Home is a sacred place for you where you can actually take care of you and put nursing on the back burner for a minute. So that's a really simple hard boundary that I want you guys to just set right now. Don't bring work home unless you're getting paid for it. If they're like, hey, you really get to catch up on these you know, CBTs, when can you do them? You can say like, oh, I'll do them at home, but I'm going to put it in you know, the time log or whatever. Just make sure that you're getting paid for that work if you're going to do anything at home. Do not just do it for free. And the other half of this is it's it's so easy because there's so much that happens in our day to bring it all home and just spend hours venting about it, perseverating on it, just thinking about like, what was this mistake I made? Or how could I have done this better? Or, you know, I feeling like you messed something up or wondering how that patient's doing or whatever it is. We can just bring all of that home with us and it can lead to things like sleep problems. It can lead to marital problems or relationship issues because that's all you think about and you're not really present with your family or your loved ones. Those things are all issues. So even if it's just setting a simple rule for yourself or a simple like guideline that helps you where it's like, okay, I get out of work and I go on you know, a 30-minute walk with my loved one and we both talk about what how our days went. And that is my time to vent. It's my time to unpack things that happened, maybe to get some validation for the feelings that you're having or emotions or things that you went through. Share what happened that day, if there was something stressful or something exciting, so that you can share that, but then let it go. So maybe it's when we're on that special walk that we do every night, that is when I talk about it. And when the walk is done, I let it go. And I, you know, rest and get ready for the next day so that you you aren't just spending all of your time thinking about nursing, that you're not just spending all of your time thinking about work. So I want you to set that boundary that you don't spend all of your time at, at work and at home thinking about work. It can't become your entire life because that is how we forget that we are actually human beings when all we think about is nursing. That's when it leads to things like having stress stress dreams about nursing. I remember multiple nights that I would just dream about ventilator alarms going off or patients that were coding or or all these sorts of things. And that disrupts disrupts your sleep. So start to make that boundary so that you can let go and let your brain rest. That's the only way you can recharge. And the last tip is to speak up for yourself and ask for what you need at work. So with this boundary, we are not afraid to speak up for ourselves when we feel like maybe we're getting an unsafe assignment. Again, because of our nature, it's very easy for us to just feel very obligated to take the assignment we get, to not ask for things. Like maybe you've worked two nights in a row and this is your third night and they gave you a totally different assignment when you've had the same patients the past two nights. Again, 
so many people feel very obligated to just be like, well, that's the way it is and just roll with it when it's as simple as asking your charge nurse, hey, can I have my patients back? Because sometimes there's a reason. Sometimes they'll tell you, oh, you know what? We actually need to give it to this nurse because that patient's now on, you know, CRT or some other procedure that you would need to be trained in that you aren't. So there you go. Perfect. Now you have your answer. It's fine. But you're speaking up for yourself. You're asking for what you need. You're asking why. You're asking questions. You're not just taking things as non-negotiable. So this comes in the form of things like, yeah, again, um, saying that this is an unsafe assignment. I don't feel comfortable with this. I haven't been trained in this. I can't take this assignment or I need assistance. Asking for those things and also taking breaks during your shift when you need them. This is another piece of this boundary is that we are protecting ourselves. So if you need to take a 15 minute break, you ask for it. You ask your team, hey, can you watch my patients? I really need to go eat some food or just take a, like a mental break right now because I'm feeling overwhelmed or whatever it is. We're asking for what we need here. So we're asking for breaks when we need them. So unsafe assignments, speaking up for ourselves there, speaking up for ourselves if we're getting shuffled around a lot, or maybe it's the third time we've been floated this month. You can say something about that. Talk to your charge nurse, asking for those breaks when we need them. And the last piece of this one is speaking up for yourself and setting boundaries with your patients. And we talked about this a little bit in the episode where we talked about how to deal with a quote unquote difficult patient. We talked about setting those boundaries with your patient, but this is an important one to repeat because this is something that can burn nurses out as well. So just because you signed up for such a giving profession does not mean that you are there to get walked all over. It does not mean that you are there to get physically or verbally abused taken advantage of or harassed. That is not your job just because you chose a giving profession. So it's important to set those boundaries with your patients if they are not treating you correctly. And this definitely applies to your coworkers as well. If you are being abused, bullied, or taken advantage of at work by your coworkers, if they're trying to give you all of the work that they don't want to do, anything like that, the boundary here is that I want you to make make it a priority that you speak up for yourself when you feel like something's not right, when you feel like you're not being treated appropriately or fairly. And learning this skill can definitely be very stressful, especially when you are just starting out. It feels like you kind of have to let everyone walk all over you and just let things happen because you don't feel like you have enough power or relevance to stand up for yourself yet. You feel like you have to prove yourself before you can ask for what you need. That is not the case. All of you guys who have just started, it is now the most important for you to ask for what you need because that is going to prevent you from burning out quickly. It's when we try and take on everything ourselves. It's when we're afraid to ask for help, when we're afraid to say, I don't know, or I don't feel comfortable with this, or this doesn't feel safe. I don't want to do this alone yet. Those sorts of things, those sorts of phrases that you are feeling, I want you to start saying them out loud and asking for help when you need them and not feeling afraid or guilty about doing so. So we unapologetically ask for what we need. Okay, so to review really quick, tip number one, do not feel pressured to pick up extra shifts if you do not want to, and don't feel guilty about saying no. And if you want to pick up extra shifts, make sure that you're negotiating and asking for what you deserve for doing more work than you actually need to. Tip number two is use your sick time when you are sick and use your PTO. Don't just let it rack up to the end of the year and work yourself to death and feel proud because you have the most PTO left. No, 
the thing to be proud of is if you run out of PTO because you have just been all over the world doing amazing things or just spending all of this valuable time with your family or whatever matters to you, that's what I want you to use that PTO for. Sometimes you're going to have to use it for appointments, but I just want you to prioritize taking time for yourself and using that time without any guilt. You do not have to feel bad about taking those breaks. Even if it's just taking those for a mental health day, that is important as well. Tip number three is to leave work at work and make sure that you're getting paid for all the work that you do. Do not just work for free, even if it's something like computer-based training. And tip number four is to speak up for yourself and ask for what you need with your coworkers, with your leadership, and with your patients. Just because you chose a giving profession does not mean that you cannot ask for what you need. All right, guys. I hope that these tips help you start to establish those boundaries at work, especially if you are just changing careers or if you are just starting out as a nurse. These are really important to establish right when you start so that people understand what you value and that you take care of yourself. I know that it's not easy to practice these things. It's a lot easier just to talk about them, but they're so important to protecting your peace and ensuring that you are prioritizing yourself over your career. And I know that that sounds funny and that sounds counterintuitive to what we learn. But if we prioritize ourselves, we turn out to be even stronger nurses than if we just let ourselves run dry. If we just drained all of our energy and all of our spirit out at the job, that's when we're nurses for two years and then we leave. Or that's when we make mistakes or errors at work because we're so exhausted and we don't take any time to take care of ourselves. So setting these boundaries is the first way that I want you guys to practice taking care of you. You are not and you will never be just a nurse. You are not simply a nurse. You are a human being with a whole life outside of your career. And that everything that you're doing outside of your job is what fuels you being a nurse. It's what fuels you being the best nurse that you can be. When we neglect that side of things, when we neglect our lives outside of being a nurse, that's when we burn out. It's not when we actually take care of ourselves. There's no such thing as taking care of yourself too much, at least not in my book. If you take care of you, you just pour that right back into the people that you're serving every day. These boundaries help protect your number one priority, which is yourself. I hope that this episode was helpful. If it was, and you know some nursing friends who are also struggling with establishing these types of boundaries or are feeling drained, please share this episode with them. Tag me in it, and I would love to thank you. I can't thank you guys enough for being here with me, for listening, and being here for so long. So many of you, I feel like I know, even though I've never met you in person, and that is such an honor. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening today, and I hope that this episode was helpful. I'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for spending some time with me and our community in the nursing co-op. If you liked this episode and found some value in the content, please share it with any and all of your nursing friends on social media and tag me at Ashley underscore nursing co-op so that I can thank you personally. That way we can continue to build this community and change nursing culture for the better. I can't wait to see what we create. I will see you next week, but until then, happy nursing.